got off to a bit of an odd start did UKW Showdown this week. One week to go to WrestleBration, so not the go-home show, but the one before that, that would be the penultimate show. That's correct. Thank you for pointing that out, Steve. I do like pointing out those deficiencies. Thank you. Not really a deficiency. I just didn't remember the word quickly. I'll understand. So, we start out with JPR telling us what, who he thinks attacked him, and we've seen the grainy footage of him running the ropes in uh, the training room, and a hooded figure coming in to touch him with a baseball bat and then attack him with a baseball bat. And he says he knows who it is. It's Mustafa Khan, because Mustafa Khan's frightened of us, of him. Not us, of him. Well, it didn't look as big as Mustafa Khan on the on the footage, but maybe the graininess of it has sort of squished things in a fisheye way, I don't know. But he also doesn't provide any evidence, which actually, quite rightly, the three-person booth, that'll be Brett and Henry Winter and um, Shelby Sinar, all point out, I think, that he's not produced any evidence for this. So he can say it, but is that the case? I really don't know. Anyway, the cast on his leg, and that's all been been all over Twitter, is um, is coming off soon, and he's keen to have a chat with me about this. So um, hopefully we can get it together and have a chat about him taking on Mustafa Khan, cause he will be outcomes Brocco. This will be the first of many appearances yet again, and unfortunately, he doesn't really make himself. Um, completely understood and he's quite sweet about it he tells us what's going on but it's very convoluted i can't hear much because sometimes the ring mics are not great which is going to affect the main event tonight um not massively but it is to a certain extent and um brett has to say let me get this straight is this what you're telling me and and they have to also tell us later on and modify it so the idea is that JPR will fight Mustafa Khan, and the person who wins that fight will then um, fight Jonathan Sedgwick. So it's almost as if Jonathan Sedgwick is the champion. It's weird, isn't it? It's a weird way of doing it, but it's interesting. And also, so Red Brocco says, yeah, we got there in the end. (laughs) That's quite sweet. Later on, they'll be telling us that, just to confirm, and not only will... Mustafa Khan, possibly, or JPR, possibly, have two fights. So, it's not that jo- that um, Jonathan Sedgwick... It's not that he will be fresher on the night. The fresher man on the night. Because he's got two matches as well. Because he's fighting his son. You're grounded! And there's, and there's no Stranger Things for you this week. Oh, Dad! So he will fight him as well uh, on the night. So there'll be... Whoever fights Jonathan Sedgwick will be fighting a man who has fought twice. And they'll have fought twice. Twice. Actually, it is difficult, yeah. Now I understand why he had a bit of trouble with Brocco. But um, Brett saved us there. That was good. And um, that was a, a little bit... <laughs> Actually, Brocco says it went to a bit of a long way round. Yeah, but um, it's a bit odd of an odd way to start. But 
I like this kind of on the hoof thing as well. Then we've got Mustafa Khan coming out, suited and booted, and Big Duncan's not there. Brett instantly picks up on this. Where is he? There was some dissension last week. He stormed off and didn't seem very happy with his Persian Empire underlings. Brethren? Brotherhood? Faction? Anyway, he um, he says that, uh, and it's quite good actually, that maybe Brocco was a little bit shaken up because we had a quiet word with him earlier. And then he does something really, really good. He does it twice. The first time is better, first time is better but both are the right decision to make. He fixes the camera with a really hard stare. Paddington would be proud and says, Brocco, accidents will happen. I don't think it, it was can happen. I think it was will happen. Now, he says he isn't bothered who he faces, and then he repeats, accidents will happen. Because, you see, you can't have a general manager sticking his nose into your business. That's what the Persian Empire think, I suspect. And that's quite, that's a really good way to go. So, first, first match we get is Bishop versus the Yorkshireman. And there's some problems here. Um, it's for the round the clock championship that the Yorkshireman took off Bishop, who took it off the Yorkshireman the other day. That's the whole idea of the round the clock championship. It can change hands all over the place. Now, Yorkshireman can't pick Bishop up earlier on. There's a massive Bishop chop, and as um, Brett Hadley says, and as Joe discussed with me, the Yorkshireman gives him a receipt, and then they trade chops. It wasn't a receipt for butter, milk, and eggs. It's another chop, you know. Just to explain. Then Bishop hits a low spine buster. And um, Yorkshireman comes back with a fantastic spear. He didn't have to get some impetus on that. Then you've got the Yorkshireman rolling Bishop up. The ref isn't sure. He says he counted three, I think. They ask him, what, what is it? Is it two or three? The ref doesn't seem to know. Well, if anybody should know, he should. And then you get... Um, you get the Yorkshireman being given the three after a crossbody, but really it looks like Bishop kicked out. But the referee says, no, that's a three. It was a mess. It was a good match that culminated in a right old mess. And that was a shame, but these things sometimes happen. And something else that happened that the crowd loved, and so did Brett Hadley. Sarah Sky's out because of course she's going to fight Leonie Rose, who's not there tonight. And um, out comes Chris Castle, the corrupt referee. One, two, three. Who, um, although there'll be something more about that later on. And he's out on Leonie Rose's behalf, you see, to deliver a message to her. But she delivers a message to him, and it's wrapped up in a very nice stunner. Oh, he's got a nice bow on it, and oh! And um, Brett Hadley, for one, is delighted, and so are the crowd. Yes. Now, next up is Andrew Jepson, who taunts Henry Winter, who's actually provided some really good insight in his time behind the desk tonight. Really good. Less jokes, more insight. It was really nice to hear and see. Very good. And of course, Henry won't take that. He goes to see him. But really, you really should be thinking, I know, I'll go to the back. I don't know where he is, but I'll go into the bowels of the building and, oh, he's waiting there for me with a baseball bat. You kind of know that's going to happen. And he lays him out again. 
<sighs> really? Just, just, just scope it out. Where do you think he is? Probably in one of those stone corridors in the basement. I really should think about this. Maybe take a weapon with me and four or five other people. Next, we've got Momentum versus Shake McToom. It's really good. Uh, it's for a dream ticket match. Creed comes out. Ian Creed. Not Creep. Definitely not. Because he wants to be in the match. And really, what he's doing is just saying, I want to be in that match. Rocco won't let him. So you get... Um, there's, there's some R's from the crowd at that point. And it's interesting, this work that's being done, really. Shake McToom um, hugs Momentum. Uh, to begin with, and then he proceeds to kind of own him a bit at first. Nasty baseball slide, and then um, he's smacked onto the ramp. His, uh, his momentum, you can hear that resound, there are some chops, but momentum gets the momentum back with his with an arm capture, works on the shoulder, nasty double knees. We do see that close up and it's lovely. Then there's a momentum neck breaker, but a nice... McToom power bomb out of the corner. He really gets the taller man out there. Momentum hits a go to sleep for the win, but it wasn't bad at all. And um, Shake McToom's work sometimes is a bit slow in the ring, but that was really surprising to me. And he hung with momentum, and he kind of stopped the high flying and stopped the, you know, the things like the split legged moonsault and all of that. Really well done. Good match. Next up, Jacob Reed versus Tommy Dillon. This ain't bad either, you know. Now, um, Dillon attacks him before the battle. By the way, I think, is it Sebastian? No, it's later on. Anyway, there's a, there's a Mercer and Reed thing later on. Jacob Reed is out with, on his own, I think. Has he got, has he got Sebastian Mercer with him? Anyway, Tommy Dillon attacks him before the battle because he's got a new attitude. He's energised and willing to go where he needs to. Holds him up for a side slam, very nice. Walks the ring with that. But Reed's delirium uppercut is lovely and into a snug DDT, really was, very snug, is really nice. Dylan kind of lifts him, dumps him, because he's a big bloke, is, is Reed. So he gets him up there and thinks, I can't get him up any further. Then he gets him up higher for a kind of urinagi. Lovely. Really good work from the wild card, Tommy Dylan. Hits that spinning side slam as well for a long two count, goes to the Cloverleaf, yes, that's when Mercer comes out, it's a distraction, he turns round straight into a Jacob's Ladder for the pin, and it weren't a bad match at all, that's good stuff, and now we've got Sid Phoenix on commentary, it's really good actually, it's nice to have Henry Winter, obviously not coming back to commentary tonight, so he's replaced by his commentary buddy, Sid Phoenix, it's great, and um, Brett says, it's great to see you, actually I'll announce you, really nice, he announces Cliff Harrison versus Joe Sedgwick. And um, Joe comes out with no screaming or shouting. As he said on the interview, a couple of weeks ago, last week I think it was, he's got what he wants now. A match with his dad. That's what he wanted. He's got it. No more screaming. No more screaming at Brett Hadley saying, sort my match out. And words to that effect. Ian Creed's out again. Not creep. He wants a match and he's pulling Red Brocco to the stage because he can make the decision it's really good that's the way you do it Joe you, you pull the general manager onto the stage and Brocco makes it a triple threat Brocco asks the crowd and they seem to be into it so that's what we got and this is the match of the night because the wrestling psychology of this triple threat is superb so you've got the cannonball and this is for a dream ticket match by the way 
Oh yes, it all means something, you see. So you've got a cannonball from uh, Cliff Harrison, which he likes to do to the outside, onto Joe Sedgwick, and then a kick to um, to Ian Creed when he when he thinks I'll join him outside. Don't go out there; it's dangerous. He then drags Cliff Harrison under the ring and goes for the ear with Joe. Great facials from Joe. Great, great facial work as uh, as the the ear go the finger goes into the ear, and then he try. Cliff Harrison comes into the to the ring and he tries to put the finger in uh, Cliff Harrison's mouth and Cliff's bridging up out of it. That's great. And there's a Harrison swinging neck breaker. He holds on another one. Double swinging neck breaker. Very nice. But Ian Creek can really wrestle. And he takes a Tower of Doom from the corner. That is beautiful. Then it's a double finger in the ear spot. Goes to taste both fingers. Double super kick. Beautiful. Cliffside effect on Sedgwick for a long two count. And then a set and then um, the Joe Sedgwick Death Valley driver onto Harrison's knee. And then a kick which doesn't connect so well to Creed's to Creed's head. Great move. Really good. And then when they're jostling in the corner, that's Joe and Cliff, and Cliff is on Joe's shoulder, Creed gives Joe the knee and gets the pin. Just great. Commentary was stunned. Sid doesn't like the idea of having to do a match with Ian Creed. And um, there were some uh, little, little cheers, but I think it was for the match and the quality of this match, which was very, very high. Next, we've got another Dream Ticket match, and it's Sebastian Mercer uh, with Jacob Reed, who quickly gets ejected, doesn't like it. He doesn't have a jacket to take off and throw on the floor, which is often the way that wrestlers show their displeasure. And that's versus uh, Captain Dan Adams. Arr, Captain Dan Adams. Arr. And um, this is his Dream Ticket opportunity match, second chance match, didn't they call it? Yeah. So, um, there's a really good Mercer clothesline here. Adams hits a crossbody with punches and some postings. It's a knockdown and drag-out affair. And both of them really want this match. Really well done and good to watch. In the end, there's a massive Adams elbow off the top for a pin he so rightly deserved. And Mercer weren't happy. Now, Playtime Mafia are on commentary here because Johan Hunt is going to have... Oh, no, he's not going to have a match. Take the night off says Mustafa Khan. He's out with Big Duncan and he ain't happy. He wants Big Duncan to have a challenge and he takes the tag belt off him and says, you can have this back when you win the challenge. Duncan gives him the finger. That's, there's really big dissension here and he's facing Billy O'Keefe and Hamza with Chris Castle as the ref. So you know that this is going to be working Duncan's favour, isn't it? This was a really good match, actually. O'Keefe gets on his back like, um, like uh, just the J. Ray Lewis. The third, fourth times removed, says he did last week, and he did this time. He couldn't, he couldn't get Lewis off his back last week. He gets O'Keefe off his back here, actually, and then um, O'Keefe comes over the top as Hamza is behind him. Nice schoolboy roll up, and um, Castle is down and counts fairly. So we know what's going on here with the Persian Empire and Mustafa Khan, don't we? Now, Duncan lifts 
Harrison at one point, but can't complete the chokeslam. He kind of just drops him. And he's he's struggling here. He doesn't look that good, you know. But when O'Keefe comes off the ropes, I mean, he uses his impetus to hit a fallen man slam, which is lovely. And Castle will not count. So Duncan throws him the length of the ring. And we get a new ref, which is good. Duncan then gets the black hole slam, which is done so well on Hamza for the pin. It's a really good angle, and it's it's compounded and, and made even better by Duncan offering his hand, which, of course, neither O'Keefe nor, um, nor Hamza will take, just in case. And then he claps them, not ironically. He claps their work. This is interesting. And before WrestleBration, it's a really good angle. And bold. It's just really well done. And your main event is Carlisle and Paul Hubris, who's come back from America now. All right, all right, he was there. I know he was there, really. And they're having their face-off. They're sitting on chairs the wrong way round, with Shelby in the middle trying to moderate. And she knows what she's doing, really, so that's great. Can't really hear them an enormous amount because the microphones aren't sharp. But Hubris is trying to bait Claiming Carlisle, he's being open and very face-like. He even bigs up a match with Jonathan Sedgwick, saying it's one of the best matches he's ever had. Finally, Paul Hubris gets angry when asked if he can call himself a Grand Slam champ. Because he can't. He gets up and casts away his char. And then he aims a kick at Claiming Carlisle, knocks him off his seat, and Sid almost shouts, We're off! Then they tease each other's finishers, but Hubris will always take the low road. Not so much Carlisle these days. Twig and Berry shot. Ooh, that hurts. Gets a chair. Shot to Cayman Carlisle's skull. Twist of hate on a setup chair. Stands over him, holding up the TV title. And as he says when he leaves, that's the best day of my life. Really went well this angle eventually. And to leave Cayman Carlisle in the ring with really good facial work to get up and take the cheers of the fallen man really well done I wasn't sure about it to begin with but it really worked and thinking back on this it overcame some problems this uh, showdown to become strong and entertaining and just as good as it usually is and that is very good indeed ta 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 ta